Welcome to Pilates Teacher's Manual, your guide to becoming a great Pilates teacher. I'm Olivia, and I'll be your host. Join the conversation and the Pilates community on Instagram at Pilates Teacher's Manual, and visit buymeacoffee.com slash Podcasts to support the show. Today's chapter starts now. Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about everything you need to teach Pilates except for the Pilates. And that does seem to be a little bit of a theme with the podcast. It's like everything you need to be a Pilates teacher except for the actual teaching Pilates bit, right? So today's episode is really going to be focusing on the things that you may need to better prepare to teach, to just be ready to teach both in-person and virtual classes. And I'm just going to be sharing my tips and the things that I find just having them with me really help my classes flow really well and keep me going through sometimes longer blocks of teaching time. Quick announcement, there won't be a new podcast episode next week. I am taking the week off because it is the week of American Thanksgiving. So for all my American friends out there, you know, enjoy the holiday as safely as you can. And I will be back with a new episode the following week. But even more exciting is I'm going to be on the Core Conversations podcast with Martin Reed on Tuesday, November 24th at 10 a.m. Eastern, 9 a.m. Central. And that's over at Martin Reed's Instagram at Personal Victory. I will link that in the show notes. And we will be having about an hour-long discussion about some fun stuff. I hope you can stop by and check it out live. If not, it will be posted on his page afterwards, and I will be sharing that as well. So what really inspired me when I was thinking about this episode is, you know, what you need to teach and to teach well is more than just the exercises. I'm teaching anywhere from four to six hours at a time in person in the studio, and I'm teaching up to four hours in a row virtually for virtual sessions, virtual classes as well. So what do I need as a teacher to help me get through that block of teaching? And just saying that, I'm struck again by how much of an actual job this is. Like, yeah, on Mondays I am teaching for like a solid eight hours. Not straight, there's a break in the middle, but still, like that's a chunk. So, the things that I'm talking about, just my personal recommendations about things that help me stay in the zone and help things flow, help the classes flow, not just within the class, the choreography, but also from class to class, me as a human being taking care of myself. The first thing that you're going to want to have is either some sort of inspiration or a class plan. This is especially for private sessions. I'm going to have more of a fully developed class plan because I do have things that I'm specifically working on. And I might have a class plan for a group class, but at least an inspiration, some idea about the movement that I want to explore, a piece of equipment that I want to work on, or some exercise or new choreography that I want to play with. I want to have that going in so that when I either get to the studio 
or sit down at my computer to teach virtually, I have some picture of what's going to happen at the bare minimum. Is it possible to teach off the cuff 100%? Yes. I remember from the interview with Chelsea Corley where we were talking about how your programming can really set you apart as a skilled and valuable instructor. And I do think that knowing what you're getting into, to some degree, I don't necessarily need to write down every exercise, the number of reps we're going to do, and how to transition. I feel pretty comfortable having that in my brain. But yeah, just some idea of where you want this to go, what you want to explore is going to be really helpful. As I said, for a private session, I may actually have a physical note card written out about the goals that this person has and what we're going to be doing to help them reach those goals in this session. I also like having a little bit of a written thing, and I'm very low tech in this regard in that I do have a physical note card, but you could also very easily have it as a note in your phone or on your computer. Just the exercises that you've worked on, maybe things that you did the previous week so that there is some sense of continuity and you can really build on what you're doing with them in your sessions. If I am going to teach in the studio, I have some things in my bag that are things that are always going to be in my bag, and that is I've got a bunch of masks and some hand sanitizer, and I do change my masks every class, so I'm only talking in the mask for an hour, and then I'll change to a fresh one, and that's a personal comfort thing. I found that that has helped me feel better and my skin feel better and my throat feel better. And so that's where I'm at for that. Hand sanitizer, just because I'm getting in and out of, like I'm taking rideshare to and from the studio. I don't have a car and I'm not quite at the level where I am taking public transportation just yet. So I want to be able to sanitize my hands since I'm going into someone else's space. And just like a good thing to have at the studio, which again has its own hand sanitizer, but mine smells like lemon and I'm into that. If I'm going to be going in the studio, I'll also bring a pair of grippy socks so I can work on the equipment. I also keep at the studio a set of studio shoes that have never been outside and they're sort of the flat soled, non-marking sole sneakers that I do feel really comfortable like hopping on the equipment. They're not going to tear the equipment. They're not going to get the equipment dirty. They're only worn inside the studio. But I also like to be able to feel my toes sometimes. So I'll bring a pair of grippy socks or toe socks to have so that I can play on the equipment and explore some of the movements and maybe take pictures or do things as well. I also want to make sure that I have a jacket. One thing that I don't know if I've talked about for being a teacher, but I don't really comment on the temperature in the studio because the studio is usually kept at a set temperature and you know other people may have opinions on it. I don't really weigh in. So I always make sure that I am wearing a tank top and then I have layers, whether that's like a track jacket or a sweatshirt, something that fits the studio's dress code, but also will keep me warm if the studio feels chilly to me, and then I don't have to talk about it. Temperature in the studio is something that everyone has an opinion on, and I just don't need to have an opinion on that. I can just dress appropriately for my own body temperature and comfort. Definitely, I want to bring either a water bottle or some coffee or some tea And this is just things to have, whether it's to keep my energy up, like if I'm having a really long day or I'm teaching a bunch of classes in a row, like I will have a coffee with me. I could also 
have a water bottle. There's water at the studio, so I can do that. Maybe tea, especially now as the temperature is getting colder outside, I want to have something to drink. And even if I'm teaching virtually, it's still a lot of talking, even without a mask. So I do want to have, whether it's a mug or some water or something on hand while I'm teaching that I can just casually have a sip of as uh, the class is progressing. Maybe it's just a long hair thing, but I always want to have an extra hair clip or hair tie in case I need to get my hair out of my face in a way, Um, whether it's on my wrist or in my bag. I just want to make sure that I have that. Especially when you're teaching a bunch of hours at a time, and I teach evening blocks, so I'm teaching anywhere from 2.30 or 4.30 until 7.30 or 8.30 at night, four nights a week. So I need snacks, otherwise my blood sugar drops, and it's not great. I like to have some bars with me, whether it's like those fruit leather fruit strips, I like those, or granola bars, trail mix bars, something like that. That's like an easy thing that I can eat really quickly, so in between classes, and also that I don't have to touch with my hands. Normally, I would have trail mix or like nuts or something where it's got some protein, That would be like a little energy boost that I would have or like an apple or like a fruit or something. But now I'm trying not to touch my food as I'm eating it, especially when I'm not at home. And that's just me taking precautions that could be totally not how you feel about it. And that's fine. So I've been sticking to bars mostly and just trying to like eat other stuff at home and then not touch the food that I'm eating when I'm out and about. I always want to have my watch with me because... It's good to know what time it is. It's good to know all the time what time it is. And that's for virtual or in person. It's just like a good thing to have. I also find that wearing my watch with the face on the inside of my wrist is nice because I can glance at it a little bit more casually. I don't need to rotate my forearm to look at my watch. I can just sneak a peek down and then see what time it is. And then if I'm teaching in person, but also if I'm teaching virtually, I like to have my phone with me. When I'm teaching in person, I can control the music from my phone so I can control both the volume and then also change songs and playlists from my phone. So that's really handy to have when I'm teaching in person, but also to have when I'm teaching virtually in case clients having a trouble getting on or sometimes I get like those last minute emails, those last minute texts. I like to have uh, my phone just in case or, you know, the internet drops the connection. I want to be able to reach out to them really quickly and not be scrambling to find my phone. And then one last thing is because when I'm teaching virtually, my mat is very close to the ground. The setup that I have involves me sitting on the floor a lot. I found that sitting on like a yoga blanket gives a little bit of cushion to my tush and also to my ankles because when you're sitting crisscross applesauce and you're having some pressure on your ankles as well which I didn't think was a problem for like the first two months. And then like six months into it, I'm like, so probably I should sit on something a little bit more comfortable. So that's where I'm at. Coming up after the break, I'll be talking about why it is so important to have the things that you need, regardless of what they are. And also share some tips about, you know, preparation in general. That's coming up next. Hi there. I hope you're enjoying today's chapter so far. There's great stuff coming up after the break, too. Be sure to subscribe wherever you're listening and visit buymeacoffee.com slash oliviapodcasts to support the show. 
There you can make a one-time donation or become a member for as little as $5 a month. Membership comes with some awesome perks, including a shout-out in the next episode, a monthly newsletter, a monthly Zoom call with me, and more. You can also visit links.oliviabioni.com slash affiliates to check out some sweet deals on products I use and love. Now back to the show. So I joked in the first part and was like, gosh, this feels like a real job. But yeah, this is a real job. You do want to make sure that you're prepared for your job beyond just having the skills and knowledge that are required of you for your job. And that would be the same as, you know, packing your lunch if you were going to work your nine to five. I do think it's important to share what's on like my must have list though, because These are things that I sort of figured out by myself. Ooh, another one that I totally forgot, chapstick. Less so with a mask, but having chapstick is also a good thing to have. And these are just things that I found through teaching for like a long period of time and then realizing, gosh, I wish I had a hair tie right now or it's really cold in here. I wish I brought a jacket. So even though those are my must-have things and they're definitely packed in my tote bag to take with me, every time I leave the house to go to the studio and every time I sit down at my computer to teach my classes, you may have things that are must-haves for you. I was thinking, I was like, do I need mints? And I'm like, we don't really don't need mints with masks now, but like maybe that's your thing. I have found, I'll tell you what, peppermint scented chapstick is really nice when you're wearing a mask and you're just like breathing your own breath. Like that's a nice fresh treat that I give myself. But I think that having all of this stuff really ties into themes that I've talked about in previous episodes, and that's like being your most confident self. And in a lot of ways, having these things, are they a security blanket? I mean, one of them is definitely actually a blanket, but that's like (laughs) to give me a little bit more cushion. But it's just having these things and knowing that if I have these things, I won't have to worry about things. Definitely, I would... If I was teaching for a long block, but I had a break in the middle, I'd be like, oh, well, I can go get lunch. But also trying to like save money and like bring my coffee from home, bring my, you know, water bottles that I don't have to like buy a drink container or cutting down on single use uh, things as well. And just getting myself in the most comfortable and prepared place so that I can really just focus on teaching Pilates, which is hilarious that this episode is not about that. But when I have all of these other things, then I can really just focus on teaching Pilates. And if I notice that my energy level is plummeting, then I've got a snack in my bag. Like I actually keep a box of bars like with my studio shoes as well that I just always know that I have something there for myself so that I can just continue being my best self. And that's the same thing for, you know, having a jacket and dressing in a way that I know I'm going to be comfortable regardless of what temperature the studio feels like, because it's really hard to focus when you're cold. It's really hard to focus when your throat is dry. It's really hard to be your best self when you're hungry. So I just know that having all of those things is just going to put me in the very best 
mental space and physical space. Speaking of a mental space to be in, I noticed this more when I was having like a longer commute. If I was taking the bus to work, it's like an hour, 45 minutes to an hour commute to get to where I teach from where I live. And I would definitely have hype playlists that I would play on the way to work that would get me in a good mental place because my commute is a little bit shorter. I now spend more time on the playlist that I make that I listen to while I'm at the studio and the music that plays while I'm teaching. And that's like my own hype playlist. And I've talked about this before in terms of being a confident teacher and jamming to your own confident tune. And music is something that really does it for me. You may be a person who is not at all connected to music, doesn't matter what's playing. But I find that music is a good way to lift me up, especially if I've been like reading the news or have had like crazy chaotic things happening in my life. Music is a really easy way for me to just tune in and get focused in terms of teaching. I also like to come to the studio early. I come really early and I don't even know if I recommend that you come this early, but I usually try to be there an hour and a half to two hours before I teach. Uh, One, because I get to play on the equipment and go through what I'm working on in my classes, experiment with new choreography, like is there some stuff that I want to do that I haven't done before? I really do think that it's important to have at least attempted the choreography that you're going to teach another body, that you want to know how it feels in your body, and also kind of some of the secrets, breaking the code so that you can share those tips with your students. So I do like to work on the equipment, do my own workout, things like that, take pictures and video and do reels and stuff if I'm in a social media mood as well. And then also to set the studio up in a way that, you know, when someone comes to class, I don't feel like I'm rushed. I don't feel like I'm scrambling, but everything is really nice and set. Now, could I probably do that in half the time or even a third of the time? Like, yeah. And I know amazing teachers who walk in 15 minutes before their class, get everything set, and that works for them. I'm really lucky that I have the space in my schedule to have that time for the most part on most days to really get myself situated and do all the stuff that I want to do before my classes. I am curious if there's anything on your must-have list or must-do before you teach. Let me know on Instagram at Pilates Teachers Manual. And if you have any tips for getting prepared and really being ready to teach your best classes like all things considered, you are in the best place to be. I'd love to hear it because, as I said, this list is not written in stone. I literally added to it in the second half saying you should also bring chapstick. I would love to hear from you. Big thanks, as always, to my supporters on Buy Me a Coffee. Your words of encouragement and your donations are wonderful and so appreciated. Thank you so much for supporting the growth of the podcast, the continuation of this podcast, and me and my work to bring the Pilates love and Pilates tips to all the teachers. Thank you so much. I hope you have a wonderful week and a wonderful Thanksgiving. If that is something you are celebrating, be well, be safe, and I'll talk to you again soon.
Thanks for listening to this week's chapter of Pilates Teacher's Manual, your guide to becoming a great Pilates teacher. Check out the podcast Instagram at Pilates Teacher's Manual and be sure to subscribe wherever you listen. For more Pilates goodness, check out my other podcast, Pilates Student's Manual, available everywhere you listen to podcasts. The adventure continues. Until next time.